Welcome back, everybody, to episode 75 of the Bomber Brothers podcast, but episode one of the 2020 postseason as we are here to preview the Yankees' upcoming wild card series against Cleveland. will be the first of its kind, and Sean, I've been pretty much doing nothing but reading playoff previews and listening to playoff preview podcasts this morning and this seems like the matchup that everyone is looking forward to watching the most it certainly seems like it might carry the most intrigue you have a team in the Yankees who while not necessarily of late but overall were probably one of the best run scoring teams in the league going up against the rotation in Cleveland that was the best at preventing runs and then you have a game one matchup with Cole and Bieber so uh regardless of how each team looks heading into the postseason I think on paper that this is probably the most uh, intriguing matchup of what is many first round matchups because of the expanded postseason yeah I mean it's the classic good hitting versus good pitching and uh it's also a battle of ice cold versus red hot because the Yankees come into the playoffs just totally playing like trash uh, speaking of trash, though, the Astros finished under 500. Did I see that correctly in their first non-banging season? You did. You did. And also a lot of their star players like Altuve uh, and Correa did not play well at all. Now, Altuve has been banged up most of the season, so you can definitely attribute some of it to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Bregman had his worst year since like 2016. So uh, even with no fans in the stands to... Uh, ruthlessly give them shit all year which is what was probably going to happen before the COVID outbreak they got to play in empty stands but still did not perform well at all that's it uh Boone just announced Higashioka will start tomorrow at catcher so no surprise there no definitely no surprise probably the right move as well just Mm -hmm. you know game one is so crucial in a three-game series and when you're going up against the best pitcher in baseball this year i mean i I was just reading the fan graphs preview i still can't get over the fact that he was he was he finished with a 3.2 war a starting pitcher in a 60 game season which is pretty incredible did bieber so when you're going up against him you need every advantage you can get and you can't really justify that sanchez has been that much more of an advantage offensively over higashioka this year because sanchez has really struggled he has also hit into some really bad luck. I mean, his BABIP is ridiculous, and you saw it happen again yesterday when he ripped that ball that was just kind of like Olayed at third base. I forget who was playing third for Miami, but that was just another one of those where I was watching, and I was like, man, this poor guy, he's already struggling, but when he does put the barrel on it, he just can't get a damn hit. Well, I mean, we've seen guys have tough regular seasons and then get hot in the postseason, so... Like Sanchez knows, in 2018. I mean, he he was yeah. he struggled that entire year, and then was arguably the Yankees' most productive bat in the ALDS against um, against Boston. Missed that grand slam by one sixteenth of an inch. 
I know. Yep, and, and that was after he hit two home runs in Game Two, which yep. helps, which helps save the sweep. That's it, the gentleman sweep, as they say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, obviously, this is the matchup most people want to see. You know, two storied franchises um, for different reasons with different histories, but um, you know, two two longtime franchises, and the the broadcast schedule reflects that with two seven o'clock games right off the bat, which is great. You know, won't be uh, up till one o'clock in the morning unless we get extras, and um, at the same time, a nice prime time game. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. But I'm not excited with the way the Yankees are playing. I feel very down about it. Uh, they got all their guns in the lineup, and then things just kind of went south. I know, I know, I was being a little pessimistic last week, but I feel even worse this week. I don't know how you feel <laughs> rolling into rolling into the playoffs, but. Um, I think the only, the only time I feel like they were playing this bad heading into playoffs was probably 2000, and they won the whole thing. I was too young to feel pessimistic back then. I didn't think the Yankees were capable of losing. I didn't think it was physically possible. So I feel pretty pretty confident of, of a first-round exit, though, with the way the Yankees have played the last week week here. That's fair. I, like you mentioned, the 2000 Yankees, I think they finished something like 3-15. and 15. They won 87 games and then pretty much – just march to the World Series. Um, and there are plenty of other historic examples that suggest momentum going into the postseason is not really something that's uh, too important, not really something that has historically shown it to be um, a factor going into the postseason. But but I no, I, I agree. This has a very, very 2015 feel of just guys banged up and the team just backing into the postseason and then going out with a whimper against Dallas Keuchel where they managed something like three hits and something in that wild card game. Um, and they're going up against a pitcher that's even better than the 2015 version of, of Keuchel in Bieber. So it, it's going to be tough. It's tough to imagine how the Yankees are going to put runs together with the way they've been hitting of late. They're not hitting home runs anymore like they were when they were winning 10 games in a row. They had that outburst in that one inning against Miami in the penultimate game of the regular season, and you thought, oh, maybe this is going to wake them up. And then they get shut down by Dan Castano yesterday, whoever that is, um, after Urania had to leave the game when he got hit with that scary comebacker by LeMahieu, who's one of the only Yankees who's hitting right now. Batting champion. Batting champion, that's right. And Luke Voigt's the home run champion. Okay. And uh, but yet still the team as a whole is not hitting very well. Um, but back to your point, yeah, I feel pessimistic about the Yankees going into this series. But I think Lindsay Adler said it best in her playoff preview for the Athletic this morning, where she basically said she wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees' offense got shut down and they had and they got swept in two games, and she wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees were the first team to knock Beaver around and the Yankees win this series. It's just. It's a three-game series. There's just so much randomness, and obviously, I'm gonna you know read and soak up every piece of information because that's just what I like to do before a playoff series to just kind of get in the zone. But really, does it's a three-game series? None of it, none of it really matters. These are two teams that haven't played each other all year, and I, again, like like Lindsay said, I would not be surprised if the Yankees' offense just suddenly returns to what it was in early August come playoff time because baseball is weird like that. Yeah, you never know. And I, I think another thing that 
like I said, I feel very down. Uh, but another thing that to, to keep in mind is that, you know, the Indians played in a, you know, a much easier schedule than the Yankees have. Um, so that, you know, that's something to keep in mind, too, is a lot of this, this pitching statistics for Cleveland, although we know they're a good team, could could be a little bit inflated, right? Like, Yeah, they could be, they could be uh, a little I mean, inflated, but we know those are all really good pitchers over there. Yeah, but I mean, are they as dominant as we're making them out to be? Like end of world? Well, we don't know. It could, they could be that good, but we it, it's hard to tell. You know, the the White Sox, um, the Twins, and and the Indians all got in from from that division, and then, you know, you got Toronto and the Yankees and Tampa and ours. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna be gonna be interesting, but. This is why the Yankees went out and got Garrett Cole because even though you're facing one of the best pitchers in the American League, you throw your ace up against them and you know damn right Garrett Cole could go out and shove and throw eight shutout innings and Yankees turn it over to their bullpen and you know Judge or Stanton or or you know uh, Frazier or Hicks could hit a solo shot and make a win the game one nothing who knows so. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's that's the interesting thing. I, I think the Yankees. I think the advantages are clear on both sides, right? You know, the Yankees have the advantage in the lineup, but the Indians have the advantage in the rotation. So it's just going to be, you know, what what edge wins out, right? Yeah, and you can say the same goes for Cleveland. They could get seven, eight shutdown innings from Bieber, and while their offense has been among the worst in the league this year. You know, a Fran Mill Reyes or a Lindor can run into a home run off Cole who has been susceptible to the long ball this year, and then that could be the deciding factor in a in a game one. You know, again, Cleveland's offense has really not been good this year. They have Jose Ramirez who has had an MVP type season and then everyone else has just performed poorly. Lindor's having one of his worst seasons. Uh Carlos Santana isn't having a good season. Their outfield is dreadful offensively. So, you know, a positive for the Yankees is that they have a clear advantage offensively, even with the way they've been playing of late. Because, I mean, even if you just look at how the Yankees are playing offensively right now, you have LeMahieu, Voigt, Urshela, and Frazier, who are all still hitting well. And that's about three three guys more than (laughs) Cleveland has who's hitting well right now. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, you have guys that you know are going to put together competitive at-bats, hopefully wear down some of these starters, get them out. Obviously, you know, then you get into battle of the bullpens. I like our chances, but you got to get to that first. Yeah, and it's interesting you said that, though, because how much do you like the chances in a battle of the bullpens? Because, you know, while the Yankees certainly have the advantage on paper, the bullpen really hasn't been that good this year. I mean, they're barely in the top ten and you know, stats like – strikeouts and FIP and we know how much Adam Adovino has struggled who I think is going to be one of the big X factors in the Yankees playoff chances because there's no Tommy Canely to go to and Chad Green's been up and down really just Britton and Chapman are looking reliable right now especially after Mm -hmm. Chapman just decided to randomly add a splitter to his arsenal in the last weekend of the season which is pretty funny, and got strikeouts almost, all three times. Yeah, after he almost split his ass cheeks on the mound, probably gave him some idea. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I just, again, it's like, one, you know, you have your horses and they've performed for you before. Adovino gives me some pause, but we've seen Chad Green pitch really well, and he has been up and down, but um, 
you know, he, you know, he's a weapon and, and we'll see, but, um, you know, also you got guys like Loisaga and stuff like that. The Yankees are built for, you know, built with the power bullpen, not as much this year, but, um, I mean, if, if they're going to, to win game two or game three, they're going to rely on it because Tanaka usually doesn't go that deep anymore. And game three would be a toss up with if they throw out half or, or Debbie. So that is actually part of why I find these three game series so fascinating, because let's say you're Aaron Boone and you're losing game one, three to one in the middle innings and Cole's getting up to 80 or 90 pitches. Do you go to the greens and Britons and Chapman's and try to come back against Cleveland's bullpen while knowing that those guys you bring in might not be available for game two where Tanaka might not give you as much length. So it's going to be, I think it's gonna be so fascinating to see how the managers handle these, these situations because it's three game series and three consecutive days. So you pitch certain guys in game one, they might not be available until game three if there even is one. Or if you pitch them in game one and have to use them in game two, let's say they lose game one and they pitch in game yeah. one, then they win game two. Well, now you're going to ask guys to pick, pitch three days in a row, which nobody has done before on the Yankees this season, I don't believe. So that would be a big red flag. Um, and something that, you know, that's that's why a guy like Luizica becomes important. I'm. You know, if, you, if you're in the sixth inning and you need to pull, pull a call in a two-run game rather than going to Chad Green or, or Zach Britton, maybe you turn to Wiseman and see if he could shut him down for two innings and, and keep you in the game and maybe scratch one back. And then if you're down by one, you do something like that. Who knows? But, um, yeah, it's interesting. But I think that, you know, one of the things that kind of gets me excited is, you know, the bullpenning is fun. But pitcher versus pitcher really adds a narrative. So you get two aces clashing. And then in game two, you get kind of the veterans of the staffs for both teams with Carrasco versus Tanaka. And we've seen them hook up in a swing, you know, in a, in a do or die game for the Yankees a couple of years ago. And, you know, it's Carrasco's whole story was coming back. Um, I believe it was he had uh, cancer. Yeah. Leukemia, um, I think. Yeah. Yeah. With him coming back from that, Tanaka with his postseason resume, it'll be really cool to see two uh, two vets for their team go at it. And then game three, Plesak against uh, whoever the Yankees throw out. Probably Hap. I'm still I'm yeah. still going Hap. But I think that the thing about Hap is the Indian switch hitters are better right-handed, right? I believe they're better, but they're still not great. Still not very good offense. Yeah, I don't know though. I mean, we'll see. It's it's interesting, and the Yankees have had a lot of a lot of interesting, and and I, I think every time the Yankees have played the Indians in the postseason, the the series have been filled with intrigue and drama, whether it be ninety seven, ninety eight, two thousand seven, or two thousand seventeen. It's been pretty pretty great uh, in terms of entertainment. Oh, absolutely! Each one has been super super memorable. I mean, ninety seven, you have the Alomar home run. Ninety eight, you have. Duque saving the season with his pitching performance in Game Four, 20, 2007, the you know the midges. midges, and then twenty seventeen you have the comeback for the Yankees, which like you mentioned started with the Tanaka Carrasco game, which I was just watching the like condensed version of that game last night, and was just like one of like the coolest games in recent years, I think, just given like what was on the line and Tanaka was dealing. You had Judge rob the home run. Uh, Rob Lindor of the home run when he barely yeah. had to jump. I, that's, that's one of the greatest games I've ever been to. Maybe the greatest. Just you know, you win or go, win or go home in a one nothing shutout. There's not more pressure or more intense game than that. Um, 
Yeah, and it's to, awesome. and in a three game series, I feel like so many moments are going to feel like yeah. that now in the coming days, and it's 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 going to be wild. I don't like this postseason format. I really hope it doesn't hold after this, but I'm definitely going to try to embrace it as an anomaly and kind of try to enjoy the parody that's to come, and you know, watch like maybe the Marlins beat the Cubs or just like some something crazy. Yeah, I mean, that that could happen. And especially, I think it's going to be a little bit more wild expectation-wise because of what I was talking about before with the interdivision play only. There's really not a lot of seeing yeah, how that, teams played against each other. I think the, the Rays and Blue short. Jays are the only teams in the playoffs that are going to be playing that played each other. Yeah, well, we'll see. I like the Rays to win that series. Oh, though. yeah. <laughs> I, I would say the Rays in two in that. Unless they're going to play in Buffalo and the Rays are going to put on Yankee uniforms or something. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I mean, it, you know, we could sit here and analyze it, but the sample sizes are small. Um, you know, I think it's pretty apparent where the Yankees and Indians' advantages lie. Um, interesting, too, with managerial stuff, with what in, the Indians have going on in the dugout, Francona with his health yeah. and everything like that, that adds an added wrinkle to it. Uh, we saw Boone manage very well in the postseason last year, not so much the year before. Um, I'm kind of interested because I feel like the Yankees never flipped the switch this year. They played very cautiously like they were waiting for this. I won't, I'm interested to see how Boone manages in the postseason because I definitely thought they played very, 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 very cautious with um, pretty much all their deployment of players down the stretch here. And now you're going to ask guys to play three games in a row. I mean, Judge ain't getting a rest this series. you kidding me? So – yeah we'll see I, I agree i mean boone was giving glaber torres days off when the yankees were fighting to stay in second place in the division and avoid the eighth seed so i mean it, it either the either these guys were still banged up and really needed those days off or the yankees were preparing for this playoff sprint and felt like they're still the most talented team in the league and is still capable of making a deep run and i've Obviously, I hope that's the belief. On paper, they're certainly, uh, I'd say, the most talented team in the league outside of probably Tampa. But I mean, there's still a lot that you feel like has to go right that hasn't been going right of late. Uh, specifically, Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton, who have not been back too long, but they've been struggling since they got back. And Obviously, those are two of the most important bats in the lineup, and they definitely need to start hitting for the Yankees to win this series. To their credit, you know, and Aaron Hicks as well, all three of them still work counts. They they still are able to draw their walks and, and get on base, which is valuable going against someone like Bieber, who you're obviously trying to get out of there as quickly as possible because of how good he is. But they're still those home runs are going to need to come back, especially against these kind of pitchers who are tough to string rallies against. The Yankees are going to have to get into a couple and then hit a few home runs to to win this series and judge and stan haven't been doing that since they got back well i mean we saw that in 2018 with judge remember he didn't have a lot of power when he came back from the wrist injury and then in the postseason he uh he went off yeah he played, he did. played really well so um we'll see we'll see what happens and you never know i mean this is the fun thing about postseason baseball right you could have a guy that struggles kind of vilified by a fan base if stan or sanchez have a huge series they become heroes you know and then the fans will be off their back and you never know or you just got a guy like dj who goes just beast mode and he just becomes more of a legend and 
you know, the billion dollar price tag that the Yankees should pay him just goes up. So that's, that's about it. Yeah, that is important to remember, especially now that the playoffs are going to be more random than ever, is that you'd never know who's going to just simply get hot at the right time. Who's going to be a, a Steve Pierce like Boston had in 2018, or even just against the Yankees that year, Brock Holt. What yeah. random outfielder is going to hit for the hit for the freaking cycle? So it's, I mean, it I, could be I, anybody. The Yankees, yeah, if the Yankees had won Game Six in uh, last season, we'd be talking about Gio Urshela, postseason hero. I mean, willing the Yankees to that win halfway. Yeah, and so, another you, another you know, bat that's been hitting, still hitting well of late. So he he can be a crucial piece. Um, also going to be a crucial piece in the field, which is something I feel like we need to talk about. We can't preview the playoffs for the Yankees without talking about the infield defense, which has been brutal of late. And I was uh, I was reading the Fangraphs preview, and um, Jay Jaff was writing about how the Yankees bullpen induces the highest ground ball rate in the majors, which is obviously good for bullpens traditionally because sometimes you're coming on with runners on traffic on the bases and that's good for double plays but is that a good thing when your infield's been god awful defensively because that could lead to catastrophic errors and uh hopefully it doesn't but how how uh, concerned are you that the uh struggling infield defense could play a big part in this series concerned i mean last <laughs> year you had you had um dd at short and LeMahieu at first that that's a lot better than than what they're going to have right now with Torres and Voight yeah. out there Voight's been uh, better at first defensively and the numbers back that up but still well below but DJ sure. over there was just a wizard and you know I was worried about him because he didn't play there that much and then he just put on a clinic so I'm really worried about that and I just think the Yankees have looked really sloppy they made what four errors on Friday night um they've been really sloppy and um i you know that's that's definitely an, an X factor. I could see rearing its ugly head um, in this series, especially three game series that I would expect to be played rather closely. I would expect low scoring games with the way that Cleveland pitching is and the way that the Indians' offense is. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the defense is something that we saw um, go right last last postseason oh, yeah. i always i always think back to game three against minnesota you had the sliding 360 play by glaber to get out of a jam you had the diving catch by dd in the ninth uh this you know the yankees make making timely defensive plays to finish off that sweep and you know you think about this year and maybe, you know, maybe those are balls that get through when it comes to the way this infield's been performing of late and uh you know, obviously, these are all things that have to be addressed because they've been a huge part of the Yankees' struggles of late. But like we've said a bunch of times in a three-game series, it could just wind up not being a factor at all. Who knows? That's that's the playoffs. So, uh, of the factors, what's your uh, what's your big positive Yankee factor on each side of the ball, pitching or defense, and and offense? So you pick in this series to to if if there's a positive outcome, what drives that that you would. Who drives that the most on each side of the ball, do you think? I would say the starting pitching. I would say the positive would be Garrett Cole pitches exactly like the Yankees hoped he would be when they signed him to a record deal. He's certainly been pitching that way of late. Uh, Cleveland's offense is, I think, one that he can shut down. So, I, you know, there's 
there's been a ton of talk when the Yankees were tr- were still figuring out who they were going to play, and everyone was like, oh, Tampa, there's Morton Glass now, and, and Chicago, there's Giolito Keiko, Cleveland, there's um, Bieber and and Carrasco. Well, the Yankees have a really good one-two also. They have Cole and they have Tanaka, who not only has been really good this year, but is also historically even better in the postseason. So I still, I still think the Yankees' one-two is as good as any other in the American League. So it's again, I wouldn't be shocked if I wouldn't. And both of those pitchers are susceptible to the home runs, so I wouldn't be shocked if the Yankees lose this series in two games because of a couple untimely home runs. But I really also wouldn't be shocked if they both go out and shove and the Yankees win two low-scoring games and win the series in two games. I certainly think they're capable of that. So I would say Cole and Tanaka are kind of my bright spot for the Yankees right now. What about on offense? So you got your eye on to maybe have a big series. Doesn't have to be like, you know, you can yeah. say DJ LeMahieu, but, you know, it doesn't have to be like, well, I, oh, I would let, me, say let me pick DJ. somebody silly. <laughs> DJ LeMahieu would be my obvious one just because he just seems like that dude that is just like, you know, we saw it, we saw it last postseason. He had the biggest home run. In Game 6, he went off against the Twins in Game 1, kind of right away showing everyone, you know, I don't even though it's a playoffs, I'm, this is still who I've been all regular season. So definitely looking for LeMahieu to have a big series. My X factor would be Hicks, though. Yeah. I think he's been, uh, I think he's been making, I, I haven't looked it up, so I'm not sure, but I test it seems like he's been making better contact, and I think he could be a, a big factor because... Like we said, he's always working. He's always working counts. Maybe he gets a couple of pitches to hit and, and runs runs into a big home run or two. I mean, we saw him, you know, work a full. I think it was work a full count and then hit that big home run off Verlander last year in, in Game Five. So yeah, I will say Hicks. It's all right. I like it. What about you? Is your obvious one Lemayhew? No, no. I mean, I. I well, I'm not going to try to copy you, but I, I don't know. I think I think it, if the Yankees win, it's because Judge gets back to being Judge. I yeah. think he, I think I think that'll propel the offense. And then uh, pitching wise, I I think the bright spot is going to be, uh, well, not going to be, but if they win, it's because of Tanaka. I think I think the Yankees have the best chance in all three games to win Game Two because of the way Tanaka pitches and the way he's pitched in the postseason. Um, so I would, I, I would, I think the Yankees would win game two for sure. And that would be, uh, on the back of Tanaka there. So, um, I would say for, to, I would agree with you on Tanaka. I think Cole, I, I wouldn't call it like an X factor cause it's pretty much expected, but, um, you know, I, th- I think Tanaka and judge are my two guys I'm looking at to that need to come up big for the Yankees to, to make it out of this alive. Right. Cause LeMahieu could have a good series, but if judge doesn't hit behind him. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Anyway, that's it. What's your prediction? Unless you got any other nuggets to bring up. Any no, no, I, I was just this? about to ask what your prediction was. Um, I'll go first, though. I will say... I will say... I'll say the Yankees win in, in three games. You homer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see. The thing is, I'm the least confident in game three because I think no matter who the Yankees throw out there, they're going to be at a disadvantage to Plesak. Yeah, and I was the most confident in game six last year because it was a bullpen battle, and that's yeah, just the playoffs. So weird things not, I'm happen. Not, I'm not going to 
I'm not going to skew away from logic just because baseball is an illogical game. But um, <laughs> you're not going to skew away from logic, even though the sport we're talking about seems to always defy logic. But yeah, but I mean, you know, no, something I, again, like I, that's why play. predictions are always silly because, like, I also wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if the Yankees just go out and lose both games on Tuesday and Wednesday. I don't think it will be because of the pitching. I just think the offense won't be able to wake up, but. Yeah, I definitely get the Tanaka X Factor postseason Tanaka, and you know everyone looks at Game One with a little bit of gloom because of Bieber. But I also just think people are also kind of forgetting who the Yankees have in Game One. I mean, Cole has been pitching yep. like down the stretch. Twenty nineteen Cole's last couple starts, he absolutely dominated Cleveland in the twenty eighteen ALDS. He's certainly capable of doing it again. So. Game one could always just come down to one or two timely hits, which the Yankees' offense is also certainly capable of doing, even though they've struggled of late. So I just I really would not be surprised, regardless of this game, this series goes two or three games, regardless of who wins. I just think this is definitely one of, I mean, every three-game series is essentially a, a toss-up in some way, but I think this one is as much a toss-up as any other series yeah, this postseason. I think if the series goes three, the Yankees lose. I think the Yankees need to wrap it up in two. With that being said, I don't think they'll wrap it up in two. So I, I'm going to pick them to lose in three. I think they'll lose game one, maybe one nothing. Maybe Cole gives up a two run homer or something like that, and they lose two nothing, two one, something like that. And then, uh, and then uh, game three, I think the Yankees are at a disadvantage. But I think Tanaka will get the job done in game two. So of course the Yankees will probably win in three and only lose the Tanaka game because I said yeah. that. You know, Again, but, wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, of course. But I, I mean, who knows? I was, uh, you know, I've been wrong before. I think every prediction I've made on this podcast, I've been wrong except for the. Um, no, not that. I was going to say except for two, but I think I've only made four predictions. So, I was looking over our sheet from the beginning of the season. By the way, uh, I think we got every single one wrong. Would I not know be surprised that. <laughs> In games played, I picked Gardner and you picked Glaber. I know Glaber. <laughs> I picked I picked Judge. You picked Stanton. In K's, oh, well, you might have got K's because you you had Cole, uh, but I had Paxton. Uh, ERA, we had Green and Chapman. Hmm. Um, let's see. Anything else that made me laugh when I looked at it? Um, doubles. <laughs> you had Anduar. <laughs> That's all right. OPS, Judge and Hicks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that was all, all the wash. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not feeling too great with the way the Yankees are playing right now. But it's a great thing. I'm going to be fired up tomorrow night at seven o'clock, regardless. Probably start screaming if they, you know, go down one nothing, and that's it. I, I don't know. Like when the Rangers got going with the Stanley Cup playoffs, I couldn't feel myself get that into it with the environment of the no fans, COVID, everything like that. Uh, I'm kind of feeling that way about baseball, but not a hundred percent that way. Like, you know, postseason, I'm always in a hundred percent. If there was such thing as more than a hundred percent, I was in that much, but I'm feeling I'm in like 90% right now, a little bit off, just a little bit. Yeah. I also think part of it is I know just how wild this season is. And it's like, you know, it's a three game series. Like I, you can't get, I just can't get as invested in that as a seven game series because like I also just have to realize that there's just so much room for parity and that the there's a good chance the Yankees can lose, just like there's a good chance they can win. That's just the nature of a three game series. It's already been a wild and crazy year, but 
Um, yeah. Again, once it hits seven o'clock tomorrow, I will yeah. be in my usual position and hoping that uh, hoping that we can see a vintage Cole performance, which if, if I certainly yeah. am expecting. Yeah, I, it feels a, it, it. You know, we we went through like all of our favorite seasons. I don't think this season, even if the Yankees have some magical runs of World Series, will fall into our top three ever, even if they win the world, just because this year has been so crazy and so, so unfortunate, but you know, we get to throw it all away and, and just play, play for the big prize. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, before we go though, or any other series you really got your eye on that you're excited for or, um, that you, I mean, obviously we'll, you know, you and I pretty much watch baseball all the time. Definitely, I slacked from it a little more than usual, but are there any other series that you're really excited to see how they turn out? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to pretty much every game, every series. I'm really looking forward to Astros-Twins because I still think it's fascinating that the Houston's been struggling, but at the same time, it's a three-game series, and you have Granke in game one, so they're very much capable of taking game one and then putting themselves in a position to to win that series and just I mean imagine Houston like putting themselves in a position to go on a run after everything that's happened with them I'm really looking forward to um, Cincinnati and Atlanta I don't it's not just because of you know Acuna and and Freeman and Ozuna with the year he's had going up against guys like Bauer and and Sonny Gray that's going to be really cool to watch Uh, so I'd, I'd say those are the two I'm probably looking forward to the most outside of outside of the uh the yankee series i think padres cardinals has a lot of intrigue too but yeah you know all right guess that's it we uh we'll talk probably what friday morning one way or another yeah maybe thursday could could even be thursday who knows we'll see um but yeah i mean i obviously hope everybody enjoys the postseason that'll be extremely uh determined by how the Yankees play, whether they play the way they have the past week or if they played the way they did the week before that. Two very different teams, so we'll see which one shows up in, in Cleveland come tomorrow night. But, yeah, other than that, I guess I guess all we have left to do now is just watch and see what happens. Yeah, let's go Yanks, and uh, you never know. We're in the dance. That's as, right. Uh, as, you know, as they say, survive in advance, and uh, that's all you can do. But I mean, let's let's not joke. Yankees are no no crazy underdog with their lineup. I mean, they could break out at any time. So we'll see what happens, man. Yeah, hope uh, hope everyone enjoys the the playoffs and this March Madness esque feel with all these games going on in the coming days. We'll be back in a, a few days to recap this series. Hopefully, it's a happy recap. But in the meantime, enjoy playoff baseball, and we'll talk to everybody soon. See you later, everybody.